With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome in to the Lombardi Line presented by DraftKings. Michael Lombardi and Stormy Bonantoni with you. It is the end of an era in college football and the National Football League as we welcome you in here today. Yesterday, we get the news that Nick Saban has retired as the head coach at Alabama. And then this morning, although, Michael, I, I know that there have been rumblings for a long time, seemingly expected that Bill Belichick and the Patriots would be parting ways. It still does not feel real in my mind. How did you take in the news this morning? You know, it, it didn't feel real for me. It, it was very re- a reflective moment. And, you know, for me, I, I was with him in two places. So yeah. I go back to the day he walked into Berea, Ohio, uh, as the head coach of the Cleveland Browns and started this incredible journey of success to become the greatest coach of all time. And I think about that. And I think about where he is today as opposed to where he was then. And I don't see much difference. I see a guy who's really well experienced, who has great passion for the game, who's never lost his enthusiasm for the moment, for the for the work. He loves the work, loves the process. And so today is the end of the Patriot chapter, which was ultimately successful. But it's also a new beginning. I think what I gleaned from that press conference is Bill's going to keep coaching and the Patriots you know, they mutually agreed upon was the word that seemed to resonate quite a bit. But for me, this is the Patriots about wanting to run their organization, the Kraft family, how they want to run it. And they couldn't do that with with an icon in their way. So it's the perfect situ- perfect situation for both. And I think they handled it really well. Well, they did speak at a press conference earlier today. Let's quickly hear from head coach Bill Belichick, followed by owner of the Patriots, Robert Kraft, both expressing appreciation and gratitude. But as you referenced, maybe still a chance. Uh, it seems more likely than not that Bill Belichick will continue as a head coach. It's with um, just so many fond memories and, and uh, thoughts that I you know, think about the Patriots and, and I'll always be a Patriot. I look forward to coming back here, uh, but... At this time, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to move on. And um, I look forward and excited for the future. Uh, but always very, very appreciative of the opportunity here, the support here, uh, and, you know, the, what, Robert, what you've done for me. Thank you. This is a move that we mutually agreed 
that is needed at this time. What Bill accomplished with us, in my opinion, will never be replicated. And the fact that it was done in the salary cap and free agency era makes it even more extraordinary. I thank Coach Bill for his hard work and dedication. It'll be difficult to see him in a cutoff hoodie on the sideline, but I will always continue to wish him continued success, except when he's playing our beloved Patriots. That's a great line. And and we will, you know, get into the where we think he might end up here in just a little bit. But before we do, Michael, you obviously know Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft very well. You've been in a lot of tough conversations in rooms, maybe not to this extent with a legend like Bill Belichick on his way out. But can you give us some insight as to what that conversation might have been like between those two or the the many conversations that have been had that led up to this point? Well, I think the conversations really center on how do they want to run the organization? Adam Schefter wrote this uh, this weekend, and I think it really sums it up well. There gets to a point where an owner wants his franchise back. Mm. And I think we saw that in Denver when Pat Bolin fired Dan Reeves, who was a legendary coach. Dan Reeves has over 200 wins, if you count playoffs in the NFL, took two different franchises to Super Bowls. Uh, but, you know, he he run his he ran his course there in Denver and the owner wanted their team back. And I think Robert Kraft at his age with his son, Jonathan, being intimately involved with the team, I think as the turn as the tide had turned in terms of losing, it gave them an opportunity to say, maybe we want our team back. Where do we see our team four or five years from now? Why don't we make that move today? And I think that there was that conflict that went on through the offseason last year that maybe they were trying to change the culture, change the direction of where it was. So I think this is the end result of that. And those are hard conversations because people have a hard time with status quo. They don't want to change. You know, the San Antonio Spurs deserve a lot of credit. They, they have been able to endure some losing seasons and in, in the, in the downfall, and they haven't lost faith in in pop they haven't lost faith in greg popovich so i don't think they lost faith in bill but i think this became a question of do we want bill to be part of the rebuild or is maybe we should rebuild it the way we want to do it and i think ultimately that is now i will say this completely having been in those meetings they're not going to replace bill they're going to collectively replace bill and i think that's something that they wanted to do So if you look at the resume and all that's been accomplished by this man in New England, Michael, six Super Bowl wins, the most for any coach in NFL history, 31 playoff wins, again, most in NFL history, 17 division titles, nine conference championships. He's tied with Don Shula for the most 10 plus win seasons, 15 games away for Shula's record for most wins in NFL history, which clearly he's still chasing and is going to go be a head coach somewhere else. With the Patriots trying to take that next step, we saw the reports from Jordan Schultz that there would be mutual interest if Belichick wanted, if Belichick eventually did leave, that Mike Vrabel would be an option there. Uh, Gerard Mayo has been kind of this assumed head coach in waiting there at some point. Are those the two top candidates in your mind for what's next in New England? Although, as you pointed out, it'll be by committee no matter who steps in there. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm sure there certainly they have the, the Patriots have great respect for Mike Vrabel. I mean, Gerard Mayo has been operating as if he feels like he has this opportunity. Uh, but I think it's going to be the collective effort. Mike Vrabel is represented by Neil Cormich, who also represents Bill Belichick. So I think Mike Vrabel has a great opportunity to look around the landscape. Here's what I will say, Stormy. This is I've never seen this in the history of the NFL that I've been involved with this many great coaches in the open market. It's generational. It's a generational moment to hire a coach like Pete Carroll wants to still work. If you want Pete Carroll, you could hire him. Mike Vrabel's in the market. Bill Belichick's in the market. Jim Harbaugh's in the market. I don't know if Nick Saban still is in the market for a pro job, although he has said pro football is better, easier now than college is based on the NIL. But let's put him off to the side. When do you have an opportunity to hire this kind of caliber of coach? They haven't lost touch of the game. That's nonsense. Look at the players on Twitter that are coming out in complete support of Belichick. Some players he traded, Richard Seymour. Some players he, he got rid of, Jamie Collins. They're all, nobody ever thinks he's lost sight of the game. So let's put that out of the way. This is a really generational moment. And I think we are looking at this too linear. There, gotta, there has to be some teams that has a coach who they're not sure of, who they probably want to give another year to. But this moment might be the moment you might have to take advantage of. If you're Jacksonville and you've just fired your whole defensive staff and you've had this miserable season, are you thinking, should we call Harbaugh? Should we call Belichick? Should we call Vrabel? Are they better head coaches than what we have? I'm not trying to fire Doug Peterson. I'm not. This is a unique situation. It happened before, believe it or not. It did happen before. It happened in New York. The New York Jets, under the direction of Leon Hess, one of the richest men in the world, started Hess Oil, a wonderful human being. He loved Rich Kotite, felt like he was a son to him. When Kotite got fired by the Eagles after starting 7-2 and two and then not making the playoffs, Mr. Hess fired Pete Carroll after one season and brought in, and brought in Rich Kotite because he thought that was a generational moment. Now, there wasn't any evidence that Rich Kotite was a good head coach, and he proved out not to be. But this is, there's no franchise fan base is going to argue with removing their coach to replace him with one of these coaches who could be legendary. One of, a lot of them are. I mean, Jim Harbaugh's got a 71% winning percentage and a history of developing quarterbacks. Shouldn't that interest Shaq Khan? especially with Trevor Lawrence being up, up next up to a for a contract. So there's a lot of these opportunities out there that we don't even talk about. We just think, oh, you know, Atlanta could be the best place or this place. I, I think you have to dig a little deeper than that because I've not seen this many qualified head coaches hit the market. I think that's really interesting, Michael, especially because you look at there being seven other head coaching jobs that are already vacant and already open. But if you are a team that's in kind of a questionable potential transition period like how much are you looking into your coach and evaluating them right now but also questioning can we land one of those guys right because I think that's another element to it too is that going to work out for you if you do let go of your coach right now in the old days before we had all the rules and regulations around hiring Belichick and Vrabel probably would have been available for two or three days 
maybe a week and they would have gotten a job. That's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. There has to be a process that's followed. Minority candidates have to get interviewed. You've got to wait to the face to face. So this is going to be a lot of backroom conversations that are going to take place. And the center of the universe is in Cleveland, Ohio right now, because Neil Cormich is controlling a lot of this. His phone will be working. And Neil is probably the best underground guy you'll ever see in your life. He, the, there's no leaks with Neil. Neil doesn't talk to anybody. It took years before you could get Neil's cell phone number. Like he's under, he is, you wonder why he's representing Bill because of this. He used to represent Nick Saban at starting out until Jimmy Sexton got him, got him. So this is going to be controlled. And when one guy controls two coaches, that kind of makes it a little interesting in terms of who's interested. Mm. He's probably got the same type of cell phone that Nick Saban has that when he calls you, it's always a blocked number. So nobody actually yeah. has and, that But phone. Nick, you could te- I could text Nick's right now, yeah. but he's not going to answer me. <laughs> we have so many more layers to dive into on the Bel- Belichick and Saban of it all. So stay with us right here on the Lombardi line. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge through the NFL playoffs and Super Bowl, the VSEN experts have you covered. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber today. You'll get access to our daily best bets with a leaderboard to see which VSEN expert has the hot hand. Betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving for every game, plus betting systems, premium analysis, and 24/7 video. Sign up today. Get your first 30 days for just $9.99. See everything VSIN has to up your betting game. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. V-S-I-N.com slash subscribe to sign up now. The big news this morning, Bill Belichick, after 24 years at the helm of the New England Patriots, six Super Bowl wins later, will no longer be the head coach in New England. Nobody better to help us unpack all of this than the one and only Michael Lombardi has great relationships with both Belichick and Robert Kraft. And as you look at this Patriots organization, Michael, what's next for them? 
Well, I mean, first of all, let's let's understand they've got a lot of people to replace when Bill walks out that door. You know, the, he was in charge of a lot of things and did a lot of work. He wasn't a general manager that ran the draft that was just looking at highlight tapes and and watching a few players and letting the, you know, everybody just kind of do it and then come in and pick a player. He, he literally wrote as many reports as any college scout. So Mr. Kraft has to decide how does he see the vision of his personnel department working? And I'm sure that they've had this already in place, whether they hire Matt Groh, whether they go out and interview a bunch of candidates, whatever they do, they're going to have to go out and interview candidates. And so I think that's going to be the first step they take. They're going to start interviewing candidates from all over to see where they want to go in that direction. And then they got to figure out what direction they want to go with the head coach. Do they want to stay with Mayo? What kind of program do they want to go? And it's going to be interesting to see what Mr. Kraft says, because, you know, he's identified with the Patriot way, correct? Mm -hmm. But we all know the architect of the Patriot way, the man who did the day-to-day work of the, of the Patriot way was none other than Bill Belichick. And when he leaves, right, he takes the recipes with him. And somebody else is going to have to fill in the blanks. And trust me, I know this from experience. It's hard to fill in the blanks without him running the show. Okay? So it's hard to be the have the Patriot way or the Brown way when you don't have anybody when you don't have everybody who understands that, okay? So there's a lot of people he's going to need to hire. He's going to need to rely on some football people to help him. I think obviously Jonathan Kraft's going to have a bigger role in the organization because I think he sees a vision of the future that he would want. So I think that's the first next step. That's what's going to be fascinating about Kraft's press conference today. Yeah, and that's the thing, too. We, we heard in the first segment from Belichick and Kraft, who both gave statements, but Kraft is going to come back later and actually answer questions. So we didn't have a back and forth with the press and the two of them a little bit earlier. So that will happen later in the day. If, if it, I, I'm not sure. I didn't see a time on that, Michael. Did you? I saw they saw 2.30, but okay. that, and then I saw the press conference here was 1.30, 1 o'clock. So I, I'm all messed up on their timing <laughs> there. But look, he, you know, Bill doesn't have to answer any questions. There's nothing to answer for Bill. He's already answered. Yep. Kraft and the Patriots, for us, as a betting network and a betting nation, you know, we're, we need to figure out where they're going. Yeah. Right? You know, now I do think there was a time where there was some conversations within the building that Mac wasn't getting coached right, that Mac's a better player. I think those have all kind of dwindled away. Remember, Kraft wanted Bill O'Brien to be the head, be the offensive coordinator through Mac. I mean, that was kind of like something that was done. I'm not saying Bill didn't want him. I'm just saying that came from above. So I think now that they're going to have to make that decision with such a high draft pick, who do they trust to make this decision? I mean, this is a substantial decision in your franchise that you have to have people. And so they're going to have to find somebody that can come in and make that tough choice. Sure. And it's the first time that the Patriots as an organization have had to go through anything like this in a quarter century. So it's going to be new for them to go through the process to find a head coach. And after this past year, especially offensively, you want to make sure that you can find the right fit Four and 13. The season Kraft has made it clear that he wants to get back to winning games. He's 82 years old. He wants to the window is closing for him to get another ring um, as a team tied for last in scoring offense this year, along with the Panthers, which is not a good sign mm. considering they were a two win team this year they average fewer points per game than the Iowa Hawkeyes and we talked so much about how brutal that offense was maybe they're gonna hire Brian Ferentz as their (laughs) offensive coordinator he was there while he was a tight end coach for a while you know I I mean look here's what I will say the Patriots are not as bad a team as it appears to the general public 
they've got some good pieces, right? They've got pretty good defense. They're, they're going to need whoever steps in there can get this going if they get the quarterback fixed. And we saw that would happen in Houston. Everybody thought Houston had no assets and they got it going because they got they picked the right quarterback. They got Stroud, and then all of a sudden they could start making plays. I mean, you and I could sit down and watch all the games, and we could sit there and say if they played better in this game at quarterback, they win four, five, six more games. I think it's pretty clear. So it's not as bad as it appears. Now, they've got to get it right. They've got to pick the right head coach. They've got to pick the right general manager, and they've got to get everybody on board. The, the number one thing about the Patriot way, Stormy, is it's always been aligned. Everybody understood. You see Nick Saban's comments about Belichick. I always knew what we were doing. I understood it. Right. Everybody was aligned. Everybody knew their job this year. I don't feel that was the case. And so there are a lot of things were disconnected and I'm not absolving anyone or blaming anyone. I'm just saying there was no connectivity. And so therefore it got lost. Somebody's going to have to bring that connectivity back. Yep, well, well, we should get in the near future some odds for who the next head coach will be. The odds for Belichick right now, the Falcons are the favorite, plus 150, followed by, oddly enough, not the head coach of an NFL team, plus 175, given the the comments that we heard from the press conference. You imagine that number will change, that he will go somewhere. Yeah. The Chargers, 4-1, to one, Commanders, 5-1. to one. But you mentioned Nick Saban there, Michael, and let's make that transition because... You had crossover with both Saban and Belichick. You even told us in the commercial break that you remember the first day that Coach Saban showed up. Yeah, no, I mean, I can remember the first day Bill told me we're going to hire Nick Saban. He was the head coach of Toledo for one year. I mean, Nick, you know, I can still see Nick sitting in the office watching Mike Kroll, the linebacker from the Nebraska, because we had a second overall pick in the draft. He got into the job. The first day he got in the job, he started watching college tape of the draft draft picks. I mean, we, we had plan B, but he was already on it. And, you know, and, and he you could see the first day at minicamp when we started. We were practicing at Berea high school on their turf field it was a cold day in march a lot of cold days in march in <laughs> cleveland and you could tell the minute i can remember standing next to ozzie newsome and you watch nick saban coach you said that guy's going to be a great head coach one day you knew it everybody knew it ernie of course he knew it i knew it everybody that watched that man coach knew it and Four years later, after we had the great season in 04 and 94, where we gave up 204 points, the longest run was 24 yards against us. Had it, and, and a lot of it was because of Bill and Nick working together from really different platforms. Uh, then he went on and didn't think he got the Michigan State job. This is a great trivia question. He, I, we're sitting in the room. We had just played a game. And we were all watching tape. I always would watch tape in the defensive room after the game. And when we're watching tape with them, and Nick leaves the office, he comes back. He said, I didn't get the Michigan State job. Franny Ganner got it. Franny Ganner was the offensive coordinator of Penn State. And we were like in disbelief. And then Franny Ganner turned it down. And Nick got it. Then Nick got it. And then we lost Nick to uh, – to there. But I mean, just two tremendous coaches and watched their development. Rick Venturi, who we've had on our show, he was in that room that day too. So we've all seen it and we all know how good they are. I'm surprised by Nick. I really am, Stormy. You cover college football as I do. And I know Nick. Nick Nick has Bill has no hobbies, right? <laughs> Belichick has zero. He might go out in his boat and go fishing, but Bill's hobby is football. Nick owns Mercedes-Benz dealership, has a Porsche dealership, you know, reads the business page as much as anybody. Nick's kind of a more, uh, there's other things Nick enjoys doing. 
but he loves football too. But this one took me back a little bit because, you know, when he interviewed with Pat McAfee on the set, you know, you didn't think he was going to leave. And this kind of came out of the blue. This came out of the blue, and I don't know why it came out of the blue, but for me, for Alabama not to have a succession plan in place, it kind of caught them by surprise too, right? Yeah, and I mean, for the longest time in Alabama, there was the assumption that it would be Dabo Sweeney, although the tune on that certainly has changed over the last couple of years. Dan Lanning was a big odds-on favorite earlier this morning to be the next head coach at Alabama with some of the rumors that maybe he was in Tuscaloosa already. That was debunked, and Lanning posted to his social media today that he's coming back to Oregon, so that's out the window. Um, other potential candidates to step in, names that we've heard, Lane. Kiffin, Kalen DeBoer from Washington, Sark at Texas, although Quinn Ewers announced earlier this morning that he's going to be coming back. Uh, an interesting situation there with Arch Manning in the wings as well. Mike Norvell, even James Franklin's name, which can we just stop putting his name in coaching searches? I'm kind of done with that. Uh, he can't beat a top 10 team <laughs> to save his life, story. Michael. I'm just saying. But yeah, I mean, you, you can, I, the one thing you do is you read through the BS better than anybody. I mean, you know, most people, uh, you're not gullible at all. They're like, they're not getting that one. Past. You'd be a hell of a goaltender. You know, like They're not getting that one past you at all. Thank you. That's so good. Ridiculous. I, I, look, here's what I I do know about Alabama. They are prideful of their heritage. Ozzie Newsom will have a huge impact on the next hire because Ozzie Newsom had a huge impact on the last hire and he got it right. All I know is that it feels like an impossible task to be the guy oh. after the guy. Seven national championships, so much more. We'll talk Belichick and Saban throughout the course of the next two hours, but we've got Mike Somich coming up next to give out some plays for Super Wild Card Weekend. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. 
Make sure you're starting your morning off the right way with a daily dose of winning strategies, insider tips, and the latest buzz with our free VSIN daily newsletter. In today's newsletter, the latest odds on where Jim Harbaugh and Bill Belichick might end up for week one of next season. Get expert analysis and the latest odds delivered straight to your inbox absolutely free. Visit vsin.com slash newsletter to subscribe alongside three-time Super Bowl winning executive and strategist Michael Lombardi. I'm Stormy Tony, continuing to break down all of the latest news around the National Football League. It has been a crazy 24 hours with the news bomb this morning that Bill Belichick will officially be out as the head coach of the New England Patriots this coming just hours after we learned Nick Saban is no longer going to be the head coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide entering retirement. To help us discuss as well as get some super wild card weekend plays, we bring in great friend of the show, Mike Somich, VSIN host of The Handle every weekend here on VSIN and DraftKings Network professional handicapper. Mike, when you woke up this morning and learned about Belichick, what was your first thought? Uh, not surprised. I think the news was expected that Belichick wouldn't be back next season, but I, I thought the press conference actually was a, a phenomenal job by both Kraft and Belichick. You could t- tell how much they respect each other, how cordial it was. And it's clear Belichick will be back very, very soon. I wouldn't be, I would be shocked if he is not behind the bench somewhere next season as a head coach. He still clearly wants to coach him. And the way Belichick said is, you know, we're, we're rooting for him no matter where he goes, mm-hmm. except for when he's playing the Patriots. So he'll, he'll be somewhere. And, you know, it's interesting. The NFL, jobs that have opened up now. I mean, you have the option here. Do you want to go to great franchises? Or do you want to go to great quarterbacks? Because you've got, you know, places like Seattle and you've got places like New England, two very good, well-run franchises, but they don't really have the quarterbacks. Now, Seattle's got a depth of op- offensive weapons. They've got some good defensive pieces. New England's got good defensive pieces, but the offensive side of the ball needs a lot of work. Then you have jobs like Atlanta, like the the Los Angeles Chargers, who seem to have a little bit more offensive talent, specifically the Chargers sitting there with a quarterback, uh, but the organization's not quite as good. So it's going to be really interesting this year seeing how this coaching uh, carousel turns. Well, I think a lot of it, Mike, is going to really depend on the owner. Right. I, I think one of the things is if you read uh, the education of a coach by Halberstam, he has a quote in there about Bill when he left Cleveland. And, and I lived this with him, and, you know, and basically the quote is, you know, he wants to go somewhere where he has the ability to have his culture in place. You know, most people think everybody want, they're power hungry. They want all the power. They want the ability to run their culture. And I think that's going to be really important to Bill. I think Bill's feeling about the quarterback is, look, you're going to have to get one no matter where you go. And, you know, even if you went to Jacksonville, are you sure you got a quarterback? Are you sure? I don't know. And so I think it's more about does the owner allow you to get the platform and to have the process in place to do that? So, but I think there'll be plenty of opportunity. I think this is, as I've said earlier, this is a generational moment for teams in the NFL, even if you have a coach, even if you have a coach, are you sure you have the right one? Well, it's, it's one of the most important pieces in the franchise is getting that head coaching position right and making sure they can consistently motivate teams. And I, I like your point about the ownership is great. It's one of the reasons why you know the Carolina job probably going to be the least interesting job or least interesting yeah, job yeah. from a head coaching perspective because of who the owner is and, and Tepper sitting there and causing so many trouble. You mentioned Jacksonville. They've been a mess of a franchise and, and people kind of gloss over that because they, they, they made the playoffs two years ago and they have Trevor Lawrence. That franchise has been a drain wreck from the top down for the last five, six years. So it's all about what ownership group you want to go to and making sure, like you said, that, you know, you don't need full control, but you need to be able to operate. And some owners allow you to do that. Some don't. I think that's going to be a big decision here for a lot of head coaches who 
have the opportunity to really go in and try and set, stamp their their presence on an organization they're going to be very selective about where they go. We have four or five marquee coaches that are going to be up in the offseason, and they're going to have the pick of the litter of where they want to go. Yeah, it'll be fascinating to follow. As of right now, the latest odds on DraftKings Sportsbook available in select states. The Atlanta Falcons are the plus 150 favorites to land Bill Belichick. The next team, the Los Angeles Chargers, 4-1, to one, followed by the Commanders at 5-1. to one. And I know just for me, the past 24 hours have been so bizarre because my entire lifetime, I feel like we have seen Bill Belichick and Nick Saban in in prominent positions in the sport. And I don't know the sport without the two of them in it. And so um, it certainly is the end of an era, but uh, excited to see what might be next for Bill Belichick. Let's go to super wild card weekend here, Mike, because there are a lot of potential options on the board this week. Do you have a favorite bet that you already have in pocket? I do. I I mean, I'm going to go to the first game of the week here. We've got uh, a Cleveland team that's just been a revival on the offensive side since Joe Flacco took over under center against the Houston team. It's kind of the upstart team here Two number one and number two coach of the year candidates in this spot. I'm going to go to the over here. Uh, I bet it at 43 and a half on Sunday. If you're watching the handle, hopefully you got in on the 43 and a half. I still like the over 44 and a half here. What we've seen from this Cleveland offense since Joe Flacco took over is just a revelation of how they want to throw the football and press the football down field specifically they're allowing Flacco to sling it. And I don't see any reason why they would change that up. If you look at the Joe Flacco starts this, the Cleveland Browns are averaging 53 points a game for and against in those starts. We're sitting at just 45 here. Uh, the, these two teams played since Joe Flacco took over quarterback. That was a 36 to 22 game. What we've seen is that look without the running game, you're seeing more this Browns defense on the field more. So their stats aren't quite as high as expected when you were having a run first offense. To me, this is a game that's going to be up and down. If the Browns are able to put a points on the board, the Texans are going to have to rely on CJ Stroud in that passing game. I think they're going to have some success being able to throw the football. So for me over the 44 and a half number in the early Saturday games, the best bet on the board. Yeah. I I, kind of go back and forth on this game, Mike. I like your overcall better because I watched the, the, the game they play where Cleveland dominated and, you know, it was Case Keenum. They were a three-and-a-half-point favorite in that game. They're only a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. One point for C.J. Stroud. I think that's a little light. However, that being said, uh, you know, this Brown defense doesn't play great on the road, so that always gives you some concern, and that's what worries me. And I think both offenses will move the football. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Mike. And th- Michael, this is this to me is one of those games where the number is right. I, I think it should be sitting below three, but the Browns should be favored here. If you want to look at teaser legs with the Texans, I don't hate that idea. Uh, but the over here, by far the best play, because I do think both offenses have some success here. And look, the Browns with Flacco are willing to turn the football over. That puts their offense or defense in some difficult positions as well, which leads to points for their opponents here. If you look at the Jets game I and mean, with the Jets Browns game a couple weeks back on a Thursday night, that total was sitting in the low thirties. And that thing flew over in the first half, all because of turnovers and success throwing the football down the field for the Browns. I think that's a lot of what you're going to see in this game. How about the game in Buffalo? Low total with all of the weather we know that we're going to see there. And the Steelers now with the injury to TJ Watt go from getting seven and a half points to double digits at this point. And as I look at the screen, the total has ticked down even from 36 now to 35 and a half. What's your approach? That was a weather game through and through. Going to be a fun one to watch there in upstate New York. I'm going to take the 10 with the Steelers here. Look, I love TJ Watt, but he's not worth two and a half points to a line. Even when we're going through non-key numbers, I think a big reason for that large of adjustment was to get out of that teaser range here. But once we got the 10, I, I had to take a piece of the Steelers. Doesn't this just feel like the perfect spot for Mike Tomlin? He's going to walk into that locker room and be like, guys, 
We're 10 point dogs. No one believes in us. Let's go out there and shock the world. I mean, if you're looking for a reason to motivate a football team and you have an excellent motivator, you're getting every opportunity to do so here. I think Pittsburgh's going to have success running the football. And look, you watched the, the bills against the dolphins last week. There's still a lot of those bill bugaboos. They're still making, making errors in the passing game, still turning the football over. Allen's still fumbling the football. I, this just feels like a game that is going to be low scoring. They, the Steelers are able to keep it close. I think the Bills win, but I think the Steelers cover the 10 points. So I'll take the 10 here. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you, Mike. I, I like the play. I, I think we, we everybody thinks Buffalo's playing great, you know, and they, they have moved the ball, but given, they, they have given it up. The Packers, the Packer line, when I first saw it, looked to me too high. Seven and a half, Dallas. I went back and watched them play last year when they played in Green Bay, and Aaron Rodgers had his best game. He only threw 20 passes. They had 400 yards of offense against a good Dallas defense. And I think Green Bay's playing at a higher level now. You like the Packers in the seven and a half. I do. I've been a Jordan Love fan all year long. I was a little concerned early in the season, but man, he has turned it on later in the season. He finished the top 10 in almost every major quarterback category this year. And that was without a lot of his offensive weapons throughout the year. Aaron Jones has looked awesome since coming back from injury. He's got back to back to back hundred yard rushing games. This is a Packers defense that we saw the bills just shove the ball down their throat on the ground. So I think the Packers have success on the ground. And then you've got Jordan Love, like I said, who's just been absolutely phenomenal. 18 touchdowns, one interception over the last eight games. The Packers are six and two over those games. I think the Packers can win this game outright. I'm taking the plus seven and a half. I love it when you get that hook, but I'm going to sprinkle on the money line this year as well. I, I think the Packers have a legitimate shot to upset the Cowboys here. And anytime I get it over a touchdown, I get the bet against Mike McCarthy in a big game. I'll, I'll take the points. That would be brutal for the Dallas Cowboys at the, after this season to go out in the first round. But it looks like some people are like-minded with you because at DraftKings Sportsbook, we're down from that seven and a half now to the flat seven. Mike, you are awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks, you Mike. Have a, enjoy the wild card weekend. It's going to be fun off season as well. Can't wait to see where these oh, coaches yeah. land. Cannot wait. Uh, that's Mike Somich. Make sure you check him out every Saturday and Sunday on The Handle, 4 to 7 Pacific, 7 to 10 Eastern, alongside Matt Brown on VEASAN and DraftKings Network. We will get back to, at the start of Hour 2, all of our Bill Belichick and Nick Saban conversation. But when we return here in this next segment, let's go back to the Packers in different game or more of the same, but talk the defensive side of the ball. Can the Packers keep it up? We'll be right back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.